This podcast contains adult themes and mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ick Patrol. I'm Cherish, and this is Adam. And we are continuing from part one of Dating Horror Stories. This is part two, where we will be bringing you some nauseating, embarrassing, funny, and shameful stories from our past dating experiences, and also playing a voice note from a friend of ours about her own horrible dating experience. We just had so much bullshit to get through, we decided to do a part two, and that rhymed. Yes, good job, Adam. You're a poet, and you didn't know it. Literally, Nicki Minaj is quaking. (laughs) So, just before we dive into some more horror stories, I think that one thing for me that makes a date in horror story so enjoyable in a way is when you listen to someone's stories, like in the last episode, listening to Cherish's stories, you put yourself in that situation and you just think like, you want to be like, oh, like, why would you stay in that? Like, of course, I would just walk out. But the reality is one thing that I think unifies a lot of people, particularly women and like queer people and whatever, is on dates a lot of the time. <laughs> I kind of feel like we're conditioned to not want to be rude. Yeah, for like sure. We're conditioned to value our perception of being polite or like hospitable mm-hmm. over our own safety. And I think dating horror stories, as much as like they are funny, they kind of do speak to that very sad truth about growing up in a patriarchal world. I mean, maybe I just academized um, dating <laughs> horror stories. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm being too, like, out there about this, but, like, let me know if you agree. No, I think you're right. Like, I always talk a big talk about, like, oh, fuck you. I would just leave or, like, flip the table in your face or some shit. But the reality is it's a lot harder to do that, like, in real life than it is to just talk about it. And I'm guilty of that. And as you can see, both me and Adam have stuck around for far too long when we should have left. I'm sure many of you have too. We'd love to hear Check those stories. Yes. If you haven't heard part one, go ahead and listen to that. Because there's some doozies on there. Yes, there are. Um. So I've got a date and horror story, which is a bit tamer than the last two that I gave in the first part of this. Mm-hmm. Um. This is also... In second year of uni. So, like, that year was just full of shit dates for me, apparently. (laughs) Um, But this one was actually in the house that me and Charis lived in together. So, by some miracle, the house... So, we lived with seven people. It was a house of seven, um, which was as awful as it sounds. Um, (laughs) There were good bits. Me and Charis and our friend Jack, we had a good little nest Mm -hmm. dynamic going on. But um, by some miracle... The house was quite empty. I don't know if it was like towards the end of term or like before term had started or something, but there wasn't really many people in the house. And I'd been talking to a guy on, it must've been like Tinder or something like that for a while. He lived in Lancaster. So I said, oh, why don't you come round? I'll cook. I mean, Cherish can tell me if this is accurate information or not, but I like to think of myself as quite a good cook. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'll cook, Um, come over and we'll, you know, we'll just see how things go. So he comes over and I was like, what do you like to eat? He says, I'll eat nearly anything. I'm just not super into spicy food. I was like, okay, well, that's already a bit of a red flag for me because I love spicy food. And from our X episode, the very second episode, not the very first, very second episode, um, someone's diet is a big part of my dating interest in them. Yes. But I was like, okay, well, I'll make something that's Indian but something that's not super spicy. So I made like a traditional butter chicken, which is just, for those of you who aren't aware, it's a dish from Punjab. It's not super spicy. It's more flavorful. It's quite creamy and tomatoey, And it's um it's just a staple. You can get it in pretty much any Indian restaurant in the West. It's not very adventurous as far as dishes go. If you've not really known in- Indian cuisine, it's very sort of standard stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I say, it's not very spicy. 
So I thought, I can make that really well. That's a great option. So I made that for him. And so we're eating and he's like, bear mind, it's not a spicy dish. I've made Cherish um, a lot of Indian food in the past. And Cherish, like, I don't think you're bad with spice. No, I like spicy stuff. Yeah, so like, I've not really toned anything down, but I can adjust spice levels according to my audience. And he said he didn't like spicy food. So I made it with basically no chili in it at all, which was Mm -hmm. painful for me. And he ate it and he was like, oh, that's a bit spicy for me. I was like, there's no chili in it, but whatever. (laughs) I was like, I'm really sorry. Like, do you want me to make you something else? Um, And he was like, oh, no, I'll just like try and I'll work my way for it. So I was like, okay, well, here's some yogurt. Just put that over it. It'll numb any spice you've got. And so we're just talking and he's like, oh, it's actually quite nice now with the yogurt. I'm thinking already you've just ruined a fucking perfectly good meal, but whatever. Um, The true horror story comes in to go. We're just talking and it's a first date. I don't tend to talk about too much heavy stuff on a first date. Yeah. I'm more just interested in finding out like what the person's like, um, what the vibe is. I think you can usually tell from, I think you can usually make judgments about people without knowing sort of super heavy information on a first date. Mm-hmm. You know, if a guy um, tells you on a first date that he finds, I don't know, Andrew Tate funny, <laughs> it's a pretty good barometer of what kind of guy he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're talking about like hobbies and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, I really love going to like theme parks. And I was like, oh, cool. I mean, not really my cup of tea, but fair enough. And he was like, oh, I love taking my daughter. You- oh, oh, my goodness. I was like, Who? He hadn't told me he had a kid. No. And that's just such a bad move. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I was flawed, honestly. Because I I won't lie, I probably wasn't going to have another date with him mm-hmm. anyway. I might have had, like, a, a second date just out of politeness more than anything and, like, to feel him out. But I wasn't really... Um, I wasn't really invested, put it that way. But if I had been, and he dropped that bomb, it would have been immediately like, right, well, this is a waste of my time then. Mm-hmm. Like, I am very passionate about being child-free. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cherish knows this. Um, anyone who knows me personally knows I don't really care for children. I don't want children. And on dating apps, if a guy says he has children, it's immediately swipe left, not interested, unmatched. I'm just, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. Because I don't have any desire to be a part of a child's life. The only children I'd ever be active in the life of is if Cherish had children, I'd want to be part of the life. If my sister had children, I don't want to be part of the life. Um, And maybe like a handful of other close friends, but even then, not to a massive degree. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm friends with them, I don't want to be friends with the kid. Yeah. Um. The only reason I'd want to be more involved in your child children's lives if you have them, and obviously, if you don't want kids, I support that. Um. Is because like I view you more as a sister than a friend. Yeah. But, like, have you ever had a guy just drop that he had kids in a date before? No, I'm. I feel like. I mean, I feel like deception is a much bigger thing. Like. I don't know, maybe, I mean, it's a big thing in my community as well, like, on straight dating apps and stuff, but I feel like people are more upfront, like, on Hinge, you can put has kids on there. Yeah. But if they have a photo with kids, like, say, on Tinder, where they where you can't put, like, has kids, I expect an explanation, or else I'm going to be swiping left. Like, I just... Yeah. Like, there's no, I just haven't had that before where I've been tricked into thinking someone doesn't have kids. Yeah. And it's like, I can't, I mean, I don't know what the right etiquette for this is because he dropped it in the conversation. Like, it was casual, like, it wasn't a big deal. And I was wondering if in his head, he was like, oh, well, if Adam doesn't really react to this in any kind of way, maybe that's a good sign. Yeah. But, I was phased by it. I can't, I remember, like, I'm not usually one for, like, being speechless. hmm And I remember just being like, oh, fuck, what do I actually say to that? Yeah. Did you meet him on a dating app, or did you meet in real life, like, first? I want to say we met through Tinder. Okay. That makes more sense to me, because 
if it was real life, like if somebody at the bar came up and started talking to me, like trying to hit on me and they dropped in like, oh yeah, my kids. I feel like that's that makes more sense to do it like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, because like met that person then and there. Yeah, like, because they had like a week. exactly because they had no other opportunity to like warn you about it. But like, yeah. if you met on an app, they need to have made that clear from the get go. Yeah, because it's not exactly hard to just say, "Oh, yeah. I've got like a, a little girl," because there are some people who that wouldn't be an issue for either. Hmm. You know, I know I know gay friends of mine who they find it quite attractive when a guy has kids because they they like kids or like they feel like it shows they can be responsible. I'm like, well, if they're that responsible, then they would probably not have left the child's parent. Um, <laughs> that's just me though. Um, you know, so the, there are people who are into that, but at this point, I was 20 years old, living with six other people in a in a student house. Yeah. And he wasn't that old either. I think he was about 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. Um, which, thinking about it now, just being 24, nearly 25 now, the thought of dating someone in uni is just such a no. Yeah, seriously. But that's like a whole other thing. Um, but it just, it really, it's one of the few times to date. And other than that, it was such a banal date. Like, it was so middle of the road, Um we weren't necessarily very compatible, but like, I'd have, I would have gone on the second date with him. We asked, mm-hmm. um, but then it was just that completely out of the blue. Yeah, that would definitely throw me off. Like, if someone waited until we were together in person when we'd been talking for a week prior, like to tell me that they have kids, I would have been kind of mad, honestly. Well, yeah, I kind of feel like I was a little bit because. I wouldn't have bothered going on the date with him. I wouldn't have inv- invited him into my house if I don't yeah. know. And like, it's not it's... like, you have kids, get out of my house. <laughs> but I just wouldn't have entertained a date with someone with kids because I know it's something that I don't want. Yeah, it's literally, leaving that out, I think, is a form of deception, for sure. Yeah. On that, though, what are other things you think people have to, like, or should, like, mention before a date? Um... Oh, definitely if you live with your parents. That's a big one. Yeah. I think... uh... I'd say up to a certain age, that's maybe not the most essential. Mm -hmm. I'd say, like, if you're, like, your very early 20s, late teens, it's kind of, like, an... I mean, at least here, it's kind of more expected. Yeah. Um, I'd say past the age of 22, if you're still with your parents, you probably want to start disclosing that. I think so, too. I mean, I would expect them to tell me like if not before the first date on the first date date, yeah as far as like things they need to include like in their profile or like before the first date um i don't know what else what else do you think they need to include like i don't have a job yes yeah actually yes very much so um honestly what they do as a job as well yeah i think it's quite important because um i've dated guys who had very demanding jobs that took a lot of their time yeah and they were things that i completely respect them doing but they just weren't complimentary to the sort of lifestyle that i want yeah so that was a good way of sort of thinking okay well this person's not really going to be able to give me you know the relationship that i want so mm-hmm. i would say as well this is a trickier one but if they're an addict yeah or recovering addict even yeah because I know there are people that that's not a issue for because, you know, people can recover from addiction and do it amazingly well and become amazing people after it and it makes them stronger and all that sort of stuff. Having been in a long-term relationship with an addict, if I'd have known that from the jump, I don't know that it would necessarily have been like, a okay, don't go up, go up with that person straight away, but it would have been... It would have made me more aware of certain behaviors to look out for that ultimately led to the end of our relationship. Yeah. And honestly, this might sound really harsh, but it's also it's also okay to not want to deal with that baggage. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Same with the kids thing. Yeah, it's it's exactly that. And I appreciate that on some dating apps now. Like I know that on um hinge, like you said, you can set people can say if they have kids and if they want kids. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that because it just, if someone says that they 
they want kids, then I know. Because honestly, you shouldn't really go into most things romantically just looking for like, it's not going anywhere, I think. Mm-hmm. You should kind of think, can this actually go somewhere significant? And I know that if they want children, then don't bother because it's going to be at some point down the line calls to break up. So why would I even bother in the first place? Exactly. I think you brought up another good point there too. You need to have your intentions like on your profile or at least tell me like, are you looking for a relationship or are you looking for a hookup? Because that changes things. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I'm fine with both. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. There's times that I just want to hook up as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's fine, but I just appreciate knowing what I'm getting myself into. Exactly. I feel the same way. Um, that being said, I have another story for you that you know, Adam, and oh God, actually, some of the listeners know part of the story. This is, um, if you haven't listened and listened to our ick episode, I think that would be a good idea. That gives a little precursor to this story. You get if, the law. Yes. If you remember back to that episode, I talked about a guy who sent me this really long message when I was sleeping next to him. Oh, so I'm not going to read that Wherever whole message are, again. Paragraph guy. I hope you're having a terrible day. <laughs> it was like a novel. Oh my God. So Honestly, I, peace. I actually read that on the first, on the Ick Patrol, or sorry, the Ick episode, which is episode That's number okay. two. Um, but there's like a lot more that goes to that story. So I just want to precurse this by saying, when I talk about this, a lot of this is going to sound like, nice gestures and nice things but you have to keep in mind that this is date number three so these things like actually are a lot more alarming and scary and weird than they are sweet um and this also goes into like me just making bad decisions as well by trusting someone that i barely know um so basically with that the whole thing me and this guy it's our third date he invited me to go to mccall with him for the weekend i said yes stupidly and we go in his car so he drives this like red sports car of some kind that's like really flashy and way out of his price range um and i think it's like a maturity thing but there's some guys where if you get in the car with them they they try to show off and like go fast and like go around corners. Oh, I hate it so much. Yeah, just drive safely. Seriously, that's what this. So that's what this guy was doing. Mind you, this is a two hour drive on a windy ass road by a river. Oh, and I get carsick. Yeah, and I tell him, I told him that like, hey, I get pretty carsick. So could you just like drive the speed limit? You know, and he places abide by the law. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, he, he the kind of guy he is, he does this weird thing where I would never know if he was like joking or if he was trying to gaslight me, which will come up later in the story, or if he was just like trying to flirt and it was like not going over well. But <clears throat> either way, he basically like would be like, no. And just continue to drive like an asshole. And I was not shy about being like, hey, I don't feel good. Like, please, I'm begging you to just drive like a normal human being. This date weekend is not starting out well. <laughs> and It doesn't end well either, Huns. No. And so at one point, I have to ask him to pull over because I think I'm going to actually vomit. And so we pulled over and I just went outside and was like breathing the fresh air, like trying to just be like, I'm fine. I'm not going to throw up. I get back in the car and we're kind of close to getting into the town, but I was like, Hey, like how many, how much more time do we have? And he was like, probably like 20 minutes. I looked at my phone. It had only been like an hour. And I was like, well, it takes two hours. Sorry. Cosmo just jumped on my laptop. I was like, it takes, it takes about two hours to get there. And it's only been an hour. So why are you saying we have 20 minutes left? And he's, he's like, Oh yeah, it'll be like 20 minutes. We'll be there soon. And I was like, but it takes two hours. Like, why are you telling me we're going to be there in 20 minutes? And he would just like laugh and shrug it off. And I'm like, what the fuck? And every time 
I would ask him like, Hey, how much longer do you think it's going to be? He would just be like, we're so close. We're like almost there. And we wouldn't be, I would look at my phone and be like, no, we're not. Why are you lying to me? It was just super weird behavior. Um, so we get to the, uh, hotel and it's like, this is November and it's like early November. And I'm the kind of person, I don't know about you, Adam, but I don't put out like Christmas decorations and start watching Christmas movies till like later, like after Thanksgiving. I know you don't have Thanksgiving there. For me, Christmas only starts really in December. The only thing I do Christmas Eve before then is like buying presents. Yeah. Um, like I've I've already bought a few of mine now, but like that's it. The tree only goes up at least like around the tenth, twelfth of December. Christmas films yeah. start around. Like, Christmas music starts a bit earlier, but it's all in December. Yeah, I have to wait till at least after Thanksgiving, and no oh. shame to people who start earlier, but no. that's just me. In my family, like my mom always says, because my birthday is the 18th of November, mm-hmm. um, actually a week today, um, my mom's always like, I can't think about Christmas until my birthday's out of the way, because it's like the last thing we have before Christmas in our family. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like, it's pretty similar time into Thanksgiving, so yeah, mentality is basically the same. Yeah. So... I told him that and I told him that like on our first date because he asked if I wanted to watch Christmas movies and he asked me what my favorite Christmas movie was and I said it's Love Actually and I was like but I usually don't like I don't really like Christmas stuff before Thanksgiving like I just want to give Thanksgiving its own holiday its own time and let like fall carry on like if even if you didn't have Thanksgiving like here, I just think if you start the Christmas stuff earlier than like December, by the time Christmas actually comes around, so you kind of exhausted all yeah. of your, you've exhausted everything but Christmas itself, like mm-hmm. around the holiday. But like, you've got to be strategic. I think so too, and like I I like to save my favorite Christmas movie till closer to Christmas. Yeah, I only I love actually for me. I'll usually do it once in the early t- part of December, then once probably like the 23rd or yeah. the 24th. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. So anyway, he knew that. And then we were in the hotel. He goes, okay, I have a surprise for you. I'm like, oh. So <laughs> we walk into this room and it's a giant theater in this hotel that he rented out just for us. And guess what movie he had them put on? Love Actually on, like, November 3rd. That's just ruined the film for me. And I wasn't even there. And I had to be like, oh, it's so sweet. Even though I, in my head, I was like, I told you I don't like watching Christmas movies before it's time. Like, isn't that weird to do when someone... Presumptuous gesture for a third date as well. Yes, exactly. That's Some people are going to be like, oh, that's so sweet. This is our third date. That's like way too much. That's honestly, that kind of gesture is the sort of thing you pull on like a anniversary. Yes. Or if he's going to propose or something. That's what I was thinking. Like it's my initial thought was like, that feels like proposal energy. Mm-hmm. And also he's paying for, he's, he works for the military. He's like an IT guy for the military. So he doesn't make a lot of money and he's paying for this two night stay at this five-star hotel on the lake with like and then he rents out the theater for us and i'm like jesus fucking christ and so we watched the movie it's all fine and then he's like i have another surprise for you and i was like oh god what is it and he was like i got us a reservation for the hotel steakhouse cherish is vegetarian mind you he knows I'm vegetarian. I fucking told him I was. Like, that's one of the first things I told him because we went to dinner or something. And so I was like, uh, wow, that's like super nice or whatever. So I got dressed up. We went to the restaurant. Super, super fancy. We waited over an hour for our food. And there was one thing on the menu I could order. It was cheese tortellini. Which I love tortellini, so I was like, okay, that'll yeah, be fine. Like it's nice, but see, not to like dive into your story, but uh-huh. I've also like on when guys have asked me on dates, I always say because 
spoiler alert for those you don't know i've mentioned it in episodes four i'm hindu we don't mm-hmm. generally eat beef as a rule because we believe cows are sacred so I, and i observed that part of our faith so i just say to people like i don't eat beef so if you want to take me on a date don't take me to a steakhouse because even though they probably will have something there that i can eat i would prefer to go somewhere that isn't dedicated to eating cows yeah <laughs> and like you know at least i can go somewhere with a few more options for me yeah, and, like, is that too much to ask? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, it was actually cheese ravioli is what it was. Oh, well, that makes all the difference. Yes. Well, you'll that comes into play. You'll see. Okay. So, okay. So finally, we've been waiting there for a fucking hour. I'm starving. And the waiter brings out this wooden box and opens it in front of my date. And it's a box of like three or four of the fanciest knives you've ever seen and because he ordered the most expensive steak for himself he gets to choose what kind of fancy knife he gets to cut it with out of this Uh, wooden box like it's that kind of a fancy steakhouse yeah so he chose a special knife like the man he is big man (laughs) i like knife for my big cow steak yum and finally our food comes out and they set the plate down in front of me and I look down and there is a single ravioli in the center of the plate. That's it. There's a ravioli. A ravioli the size of a silver dollar, if you know what that is, like that big. Oh my God. That's my dinner. And it was at least $30. I would cry. And at this point, we've been waiting an hour and I was fucking starving. And so immediately when the food gets put down, my jaw just dropped. I was like, like, that's what I'm paying for. And so I immediately ordered a gazpacho because that's the only other thing on the menu I can eat. The cold fucking tomato salsa. So (laughs) it came out and that that was my dinner. He paid for all of it. Luckily, I don't know how. I don't know what this guy's like, where he gets the money for this. But anyway, that was the whole first day. And then that night, is oh no the next day the following night is when i get that crazy long text from him and then the day we're supposed to be leaving which is the morning after i read that message i like he didn't look ahead to see what's open in this little town mccall is like a little lakeside town that like has a lot of stuff going on in the summer but in the winter they only really have the ski hill and then like ice skating and He stupidly didn't look up if anything was open and planned on going ice skating and the ice skating rink was closed. We didn't bring any ski stuff. And so we're just wandering around this like dead ghost town. And there was one thing to do and it was to paint like pottery. You can like paint pottery and get it fired. And so I was like, well, that's the only thing that's open. So that's what we did. And I painted something really, I painted some cute salt shakers for my mom. And then you have to leave them there and they fire them and then mail them to you. And so I was like, oh, fuck, like, how am I going to get these back? And we go home. And like I said on that episode of uh, the ick episode, I said, like, five minutes before we got into town, I brought it up. that I didn't appreciate that long, scary message he sent me. <laughs> and he dropped me off. And I the only thing that made me not block him was because i wanted those damn salt and pepper shakers that i painted but you know what fair enough i would want them too yeah and so and i spent a lot of time on them and it took like two weeks for them to be delivered to his house and i kept just like avoiding him just being like i'm sorry i'm busy like i have school blah 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 so i wouldn't have to like see him again and then finally he said okay the the pottery was delivered and so i was like would you mind leaving them on your doorstep and I'll like swing by because I'm I'm like running late. I just like use that as an excuse. And so I go to his house because he said he left them on his doorstep and I drive by just to make sure and I don't see them on his doorstep. Oh, fuck's sake. And I was like, oh, shit, is he going to make me knock on the door and talk to him? Is he going to like pull me inside and kill me like when I knock on the door? And luckily, I got up to the top of the stairs and realized they were kind of like, they were there, but they were just kind of tucked away um, on his front step. And so I like 
tiptoed and grabbed them and then ran to my car and drove off. And then I blocked him on everything and we never Period. spoke again. You know what? Sometimes in life, you just have to awkwardly bat people off until you get your salt shakers in and block them. Yeah. That's, listeners, that's just part of life. Sometimes you've got to do it. Yeah. Ugh, I oh, just think, like, Christ. it's so weird. Like, I think guys kind of, we talked about this before, guys who, like, think that they need to be, like, the main guy in a rom-com. I think they... yeah. They try to do that, but they never have fully fleshed out plans or ideas or no. like or appropriate idea of timing. Yeah. It's like I think honestly, it's a very similar mindset to what a lot of incels go through. Mm-hmm. Because I, I mean, there's this video on YouTube. It's like, I'm an insult, ask me anything. I think I might have even spoke about this in like one of our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Or we might, I might have just mentioned it to you on a, like when we spoke outside of this or something. But basically, the guy in the video was like, there was like a divide between him and like the public and they come and ask him questions. And he was like saying like, oh, I work out all the time. I'm like actually seeking like a better job, all this sort of stuff. And... In and of itself, that's great. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, looking after your body and seeking, like, better employment, that's great. But the problem is men who do that sort of stuff because they think it's just the formula for women. hmm It's not how it works because ultimately, and I feel like I can speak with women on this, all we want is to be treated with respect, listened to, and just to take things at a natural pace, if it goes fast, but it feels right, then it feels right. But don't throw private cinemas and flash like this Christian Grey level kind of wealth, which yes. you don't really have, mm-hmm. to try and like seduce me into bed or into domesticity. It's not going to work. Yeah. And, like, that big text, and, like, guys, seriously, if you haven't seen episode two, listen to episode two even, listen to it just for this text, because it's wild. Yeah. Big declarations and stuff like that, that early on, it doesn't make you seem romantic, it doesn't make you seem cute, it doesn't make us feel appeal to you, it's just fucking weird. Yeah. And makes you feel unsafe. Because that level of intensity for something which is really early days... It's just, it's not right. And I just know that if, like, the in the unwashed incels of the internet heard me saying this, like, oh, bitch, there's no fucking ungrateful. Brr. We're not ungrateful. Like, I'm sure at the right time, something like that would have been lovely. If I was yeah. with someone for a long time and they booked out a cinema to watch one of my favourite films, I'm sure I would feel that that was lovely. I've actually been to the cinema before and I was the only person there with my friend watching a film. Mm-hmm. And that was that's it's it's a nice experience in the right context. Yeah. But third date, no. My God. And it's like you think you're doing all these nice, kind, lovely gestures, and some people will think, well, it's the thought that counts. Well, he wasn't really thinking about me because I told no. him specifically I get car sick. He drove like a maniac. I told him specifically I don't watch Christmas movies till it gets close to Christmas. Look what he did. He booked out a Christmas movie for me. And then He's I told him I'm a vegetarian and he took me to a steakhouse. Like he wasn't listening to me. He was just doing the, th- the things like that he'd do with any other girl. He doesn't, he doesn't actually care about me. He's doing, he's not doing it to be nice. He's doing yeah, it to and, get something. And it's honestly, it shows like a really hollow understanding of women in general. Yeah. Like, he thinks that this tactic is just going to be one size fits all and that, He's like, well, she said she likes love, actually, and I use that, so do-do-do-do-do. I'm, like, listening to her. You aren't. Mm-hmm. You aren't exactly. at all. It's not, it's not the amazing gesture you think, you think it is at all. Yeah, and let's be real. You don't know me, because if you did, you would know that I wouldn't think that any of that is yeah. appropriate for a third date. Yeah, and... I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of like a grand gesture at the best of times, really. Mm-hmm. I think there's a there's a time and place where it, like we've talked about this before, like proposals that are like big grand gestures, like it's my nightmare. And honestly, like it kind of is a through line. Yeah. Because there's things that I can accept being nice gestures, but it actually reminds me a lot of 
when Lorna and my brother-in-law Jake had like it was either the first Christmas like the second Christmas together they were still like quite newly dating um they actually moved in together after four months which is like wild mm-hmm. um but they're engaged now they're getting married next year so it obviously worked out well and he got Lorna um it was like some kitchen appliances um like he got like an air fryer and like some other things and um like his family said to him like oh that's like a terrible gift like she'll not she'll hate that and the truth is what jake did right is he knew that lana like me and lana share this but we both love to cook mm-hmm. and he actually paid attention to the person that she is as opposed to just thinking oh well, she's a girl she'll like want a load of makeup or like fancy clothes i mean i don't think lana would turn those away but he actually paid attention to what she finds interesting and things that she would use and would enrich her life. Yeah. And did that. And honestly, it's so easy to just pay attention to somebody and do something nice for them, which is right for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's not difficult to do. It's just a lot of men go off what they think instead of what they could learn and then know. Yes, exactly. They think that women are such like mysterious creatures and it's because they don't pay attention. Simple and have a one size fits all approach to romance. And we're literally telling you what we do and do not like and you're ignoring it. <laughs> it's so frustrating. And I'm just trying to think if I've had any experiences of dates like that. But um I kind of have a, had a lot of bad experiences in the opposite sense that um I've dated a lot of guys who we call them um, like chasers mm-hmm. um, in the community. So like a lot of trans women and sort of non-binary people or people who are third gender like me. Um, there are a group of men who they're attracted to. I'm I'm just gonna say trans and I'm just gonna say trans people just as a catch-all for all the things I've just said. Mm-hmm. Um, they're attracted to trans people. And they respond to our bodies and they find us attractive, but they aren't really willing to publicly date us. Um, And honestly, as someone who is third gender, dating is difficult sometimes because a lot of men, obviously gay guys are attracted to men and I don't really look or present like a man. So I don't have that kind of pool very often. Mm-hmm. And then straight men don't really always want to be with me because, well, I don't, I'm not a cis woman, mm-hmm. and there, there's so much toxic masculinity that would go come along with even being remotely interested in someone like me. And then bisexual men don't make a massive part of the population, and it honestly feels almost fetishistic towards bi people to just to assume that well they would be attracted to me because I'm somewhere in between for them. Yeah. So there's not one particular story I can think of, but I've dated a lot of guys who are chasers who they would say things like, oh, like I'm beautiful and like, I'm intelligent and I'm smart and funny and, you know, really say so many things to me that, you know, on the face of it are very nice compliments, but they don't want to actually publicly date someone like me because they're worried about what the boys are going to say. Yeah, they're worried about course. what other men think of them because they're with someone like me. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced a lot of violence, um, sexual and otherwise, from men. Um, that's just part of my history with dating and sex and relationships. And a lot of violence has come from these chasers because they have this thing in the brain where they suddenly, that toxic masculinity takes over it's like a switch flips yeah and their rage at the fact that they're with someone like me that they've you know a lot of the time they've risked their home life for me mm-hmm. they then take it out on me and it's like it can get very nasty very quickly yeah i'm sure and i remember one time um this was a while ago now um i was sort of dating a guy not very seriously um, this is after I'd graduated, so I was about 21, 22. Um, I was dating a guy very casually, wasn't really doing much. Like, my family didn't know I was dating him. It was, like, very, very peripheral. I wasn't super invested. And 
I suggested like, oh, why don't we go like grab a bite to eat sometime? Because he seemed really nice. Um, you know, and he hadn't really made himself clear as a chaser. A lot of chasers will make it they'll they'll make it pretty clear like, oh, I only date trans girls or like non-binary people or whatever. I only date like femboys, you know, anything but sort of in that umbrella of people I just explained. Mm-hmm. This guy didn't say that at all. He just said, oh, I find you attractive. You seem like a nice person. I'd like to get to know you better. No, the approach that you would naturally kind of like. Yeah. Um, And so we were talking and I just suggested like, oh, maybe we should go get a bite to eat sometime or a drink, you know, and I kept it really casual. It was just a suggestion. And he literally went off on like a big <gasps> tirade and was like, well, you know full well I can't do that. I can't be seen with someone like you. Whatever into somebody I know, like Ooh. I don't want people thinking that like I'm some kind of way. Um, like, and he seemed really like normal up until this point, and then this switch just flipped in his mind, and he was like, "Well, it, honestly, he was like texting me, so sort of, like threatening to hurt me." Oh my god, that's so fucked up, Adam. But like, it's gen. The sad thing is, though, it's really not uncommon. Like, if, I'm sure any trans woman or non-binary person, particularly when you're sort of like in the M to F kind of pathway. Yeah. Um, I'm sure anyone listening who belongs to those sorts of communities can have a, have a story that relates to mine. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, no sort of way is better because I've had guys as well who've wanted to like, you know, do the big gestures and stuff like that. None come to mind immediately. But um, on the flip side, there's men who like, they don't want to, be publicly dating you because like they think that it makes them gay or like whatever Mm -hmm. and the truth is for both scenarios stop overthinking what it means to be with somebody else just listen to that person see them for the full human being that they are and treat them with some respect don't try and throw the kitchen sink at them in romantic gestures that are hollow because you actually haven't paid attention to that person yeah and also don't beat yourself up for being interested in someone who maybe is a little different than what you typically have been with before. Yeah. Like people Christ alive. It's not fucking hard. I know it's so hard for some guys to grasp. Oh my God. Yeah. It's sorry. I just feel like I just brought the tone down a bit there. No, it's okay. Um, I was actually going to say, so to round out this, uh, two parter, we actually have, a submission from a listener, my friend Megan. She sent in a little story about a hilarious dating horror story that she has. So we're going to listen to that and then we'll give you our feedback on it. So let us know what you guys think. Hi, Adam and Cherish. This is a longtime listener, first time caller, big fan of the pod. Um, I... I'm Cherish's good friend from way back in our Idaho days, growing up, um, being teenage dirtbags together, and (laughs) very excited about the podcast, and I have a dating ick story for you, or dating horror story, or whatever you want to call it, um, (laughs) so, okay, so during the height of COVID, I randomly decided to get on a dating app for the first time um, because I was <laughs> stuck in my house. And it was also freezing cold outside because this was like in January. So for like a two month period, <laughs> I just went on like outdoor distance dates in like freezing cold weather <laughs> in like the snow. And then I was like, I'm going to stop doing this. But part of the impetus to get me to, <laughs> to decide to stop going on these random hinge dates was this date I had with this guy. (laughs) So, okay. So he's like, he lived like fairly close to me. Um, and it was like cold. So I wasn't trying to go like super far away across the city. And so he was like, I have this outdoor area. Like, cause I was like, Oh, I want to like be outdoors. Is that okay? You know, like, I'm just kind of like worried about COVID or whatever. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, (laughs) he's like, he seemed like he didn't really get it, which to be fair, yeah, it was kind of a weird <laughs> situation that I was wanting. But I was like, is it okay if we just like hang out outside, you know? 
Um, and he was like, okay, sure. Like I have this like patio area with like a table and chairs. Do you want to like come over and bring like takeout and we can like eat outside? And I was like, sure. And so then I, I went and picked up some takeout and went over there and there was like blankets and stuff. So it was like fine. And we were like sitting on this patio and I was there for like maybe an hour, hour and a half, like having dinner and stuff. And I was just kind of like not really feeling it. Kind of like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and head home. Like this guy's just like, I don't know, like we just weren't really vibing, I felt like. And it was mostly just because like I <laughs> I really need like a lot of like banter and like joking around and like, you know, kind of like ribbing each other or even just like not just like making jokes or whatever and every time I would try to say something like funny which is like every two seconds he would just like stare blankly at me and like change the subject so I don't think he got my humor at all (laughs) and maybe I didn't get his humor too but it was just like getting kind of awkward so I was like okay I'm gonna go ahead and leave like like about to like you know I was like packing up my stuff and then he was like this whole date he had been like playing music from his phone And he was like, oh, why don't you, like, choose the next song? And I was like, okay. Like, and so he, like, handed me his phone with, like, Spotify open. And he was like, you should, like, go through my liked songs and, like, find something that you like, too. Like, see what we have in common um, with, like, music. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, I'm going to, like, go through all your likes. And I was, like, trying to, like, find a way to, like, naturally end the conversation and, like, leave, you know? So I'm just, like, scrolling, like, kind of half paying attention. And then I'm like oh my god, the entire B-movie soundtrack, every single song, is in his liked songs on Spotify. So of course I immediately start laughing, and I'm like, what is this? Like, do you just, like, really like the B-movie soundtrack? Like, what is it about it kind of thing? And I'm just, like, laughing because it was so unexpected. And this man got so defensive and embarrassed, like, immediately I hadn't even said anything except like oh my gosh like what is this like or you know this is in here kind of thing and like showed him the phone or whatever and he just was like that was not me that must have been my friends I think my friends did that as a prank like he was so mad and like mad like mad and I was like oh my gosh like I'm sorry I didn't mean anything by it like I just thought it was like surprising and kind of funny like that's a funny thing to have and you're like songs, you know? And so I just was like, oh, like, haha, okay, like, I'm sure it was your friends. Like, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> so awkward because he was like, that wasn't me. I don't like the B movie soundtrack. <laughs> he was so mad. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna go. Like, it was so awkward because then I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna leave. Like, and I then I really wanted to get out of there because it was super awkward. Like, he was like, not laughing at all. like I was like smiling and joking around <laughs> he was like so upset and I was like okay well I'm gonna go home like I'm pretty cold and like I said we we're on his like patio and he was like well if you're cold like we can just like come inside like do you want to have like a drink like inside or whatever and I was like at his house but we were like outdoors so I was like you know it was like fairly safe but I don't go into people's like houses like <laughs> without really knowing them and this dude had just gotten all like aggressive with me like out of nowhere so I was not about to like go inside his house and I was just like oh like no like I'm just gonna go home like it's getting kind of late you know like by this point it was like dark because it's like winter time and it was you know dinner and so (laughs) so I was like I'm just gonna leave so I like awkwardly just like gathered up my stuff and I was like okay bye (laughs) but then he was like oh I'll walk you to your car and because I had even though it was, like, fairly close, it was cold, so I had driven, so I was, like, okay, so he walks me to my car, and I, like, was, like, okay, well, like, thank you for having me over, because I had, like, paid for dinner and everything, like, I I was just, like, oh, you know, thanks for having me over, and, like, and, you know, letting me, you know, sit on your balcony (laughs) with your blankets and stuff, your patio, and he was, like, yeah, uh, you know, sure thing, and I, like, gave him a quick hug, and then I, like, got into my car, and, like, the door was still open, and he was just, like, standing there next to my driver's side door, and I was, like, I didn't want to just, like, close it in his face, so I just, like, looked at him, and he goes, that's it? And I was, like, oh, I mean, th- thank you, like, haha, like, it was fun, like, I'm gonna go home now, like, I didn't really know what he was asking for, <laughs> like, it, like, because he, that's all he said was, that's it. And so, and he was just, like, staring at me, and, like, expectantly, and so I was, like, okay, um, 
I'm like, I'm gonna go, like, thanks, like, bye. Starting to get kind of freaked out, because he's just, like, standing at my driver's side door, like, not saying anything. So, I don't know, maybe he was, like, expecting a kiss or something, I don't even know, like, it was so weird. And so I drive away, and he literally just stands, like, I had to, like, pull out, and he, like, barely moved back from my car, and he just, like, standing in the road watching me drive away, it was so creepy, and I was like, okay, like, that ended really weirdly, like, I don't know what that was all about. So I get home, and he texted me by the time I had gotten home, like, oh, you know, let me know when you get home safe, and, like, I was thinking for our next date, we could go to, like, this restaurant that he had mentioned, and so I get home, and I, like, see the text, and I was like, okay, like, let me just, like, you know, get cozy and, like, talk to my roommates about this and stuff, and then so we, like, draft a text back to him, right, where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm home safe, like, thank you so much for, like, having me over, but... Um, you know, I don't think that we should go on an, another date. Like, it was, it was great getting to know you and wish you the best kind of thing. And this man sends me a wall of text being like, yeah, actually, I don't want to go on another date with you because you're a really judgmental person. And you were, like, really, really judgmental about, like, the songs that I'm into and my friends, like, pranking me. And, like, I just really did not like your energy. And you were just, like, insulting me left and right. <laughs> like, he was, like, freaking out like sends me this super long text and so I just go okay like I'm really sorry you felt I was being judgmental that was not my intention at all like I thought we were joking around like I'm sorry to hear that but again you know wish you the best (laughs) but it was just so funny like right after he had literally asked me on another date he was like yeah actually I don't want to go out with you (laughs) I was like okay that's fine so anyway it was so funny and obviously like I just blocked him and unmatched him and everything but it was like oh my god like this man got so mad because I roasted him very gently for liking the b-movie soundtrack and that is my very long ick story all right (laughs) love the pod guys bye oh my god Megan that story is hilarious holy shit curse of oh my god where do we even begin I think um she handled that so much more gracefully than I would have ever handled it. I mean, I would have like, hmm? I mean, given the stories we talked about on the past, this episode and like the previous one, the fact is like, yeah, I'm not going into the house of people I don't really know. (laughs) I know. I was like, that me and Cherish has added right there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, but this just goes to show that you can still have a really shitty, scary date without going to the person's house. Yeah, you can... Trust, guys, you can still have a terrible experience and not make all the dumb decisions me and Cherish make. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to do all the stupid shit me and Adam do to have a bad time. Yeah, guys are just shit no matter what you do. Exactly. But I I definitely would have, like, rinsed him a little bit for having the B-movie soundtrack, too. Like, I think that's a normal thing to do. Oh, my God. I would have shred him yeah. for, that, for that shit. And a normal guy would have just, would have laughed and be like, oh, yeah, like, would have shook it off. It would have been funny, you know? It's like, even if it's, like, his, his friends, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, joking with him or whatever, like... Just roll with the punches, my guy. Like, yeah, learn to laugh at yourself. Yeah. If he's into the B movie, like, because oh, I I listen to some bullshit. Yeah. I have Drag Race cast songs Mm -hmm. on my like recently played on Spotify. If someone looked for it, I'm not ashamed. Yeah, I would just be like, yeah, you know what? It's actually really good. Like, I know it's funny, but I like it. Like, I don't know. Get into the beat. Yeah, like, I would have thought it was, and if a guy did that, it would have been like, yeah, that's hilarious, it's so funny that you love yeah. those, but, like, who cares, you know? Honestly, it would kind of be a bit of a green flag if a guy responded to that in a healthy way. Yes, it would. I'd be like, okay, so he's into the B-movie, like, that's a lame-ass film, but, like, maybe he's, like, got a really internet sense of humour. Yeah, exactly, it's, like, a very, like, meme-heavy movie yeah it's is a that film is that film is a meme yeah and like and if it just rolled with it that way like then that like you know 
it's not that deep. It's the B movie. It's not that deep. Mm-hmm. But instead, he was like aggressive with her and was like, "How dare you? You don't even know that those are mine. My friends put those on there." <laughs> like... B movie is an American classic. <laughs> oh my god! It's a so cinematic funny. masterpiece. He's like, "No, no, those are mine. I swear, I don't listen to those movie like <laughs> soundtracks. No, please, I swear." <laughs> Look into my eyes. This isn't me. You know it's not me. <laughs> this is not the face of a liar. I would never lie to you about something like this. <laughs> You're kind of me. Remember that one TikTok where it's the little kid is like, "You're you disrespecting a future U.S. soldier." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then she the whole time she was trying to get out of there like trying to inch away and then he was so scary at the end like standing in her car being like that's it like uh yes yeah i mean she's she's not going into your house and she's insisting a day outside because of covid Mm -hmm. so what makes you think even if you weren't a fucking psycho sorry my fans just falling over um I don't even know why I still have a fan out. It's November in the UK. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she made it very clear. She was like, I want an outdoor date. It's the height of COVID. Um, you know, she made all that very clear. So, like, why would he assume that all of a sudden she wants to flounce those rules and kiss him? Because, like, honey, yeah. it's it's a virus which is zoonotic in nature. It spreads through organisms contacting and... Like your precious little bee, you are an organism, honey. Yeah, and it's just another example. It's another example of like him just straight up not listening to her or caring about anything about her. Like she obviously doesn't want to be that close to you, let alone have her mouth on your mouth. Yeah, like your honey is not that sweet. No. Also, it's just like the way you stood there, like, yes, by the driver's seat, like, oh my god, like Michael fucking Myers, yeah, like creepy. It's like, also, I'm sorry, but if she's parked outside your house, why are you walking into a car to let her go? I know that part too. That scared me a little bit. Like, it's <laughs> like, chillerous because the thing is, getting in and out of a car is actually quite a vulnerable act. Do you think about it? Mm-hmm. Because you're contorting your body into and out of a shape, like a position which is like lower than your natural stance, and then you've got all this like concealed like metal and glass around you. It's like that's why so many people get like abducted and robbed and assaulted and stuff like that going in and out of cars because it's actually quite a vulnerable mm-hmm. thing to do. People don't think about that. And what I mean, as as you know, I don't drive, but um I always if guys insist on like walking me home or anything like that, or like walking me to like where I need to be to get home, I always try and insist that they just walk me part of the way and then we split off. Yeah. Um just because like if I want you to know where I live, I'll let you know where I live. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just it's it's very sinister, isn't it? it like, is. like, like I know that the story is funny in hindsight, and thankfully she was okay. But it's a very sinister thing to do, and the way that he's just stood there, like, no. Yeah, the thing is, like, it. it's usually a nice gesture for guys to walk you to your car or to walk you home or whatever. But it's also very easy for like really scary guys to like take advantage of that because they can yeah do that like. when they're expecting a kiss or expecting you to invite them inside at the end they can like disguise it as them trying to keep you safe by walking you home when really they're the person yeah when really they're the threat they're the person who's like expecting something from you i've had that happen to me once where the guy walked me home and then i was like okay bye and like went inside i was opening the door and he said that's it he said that exact phrase and I said, I, said I this was where I was stupid. I was 19 years old at this time. I was like, did you want to come inside? Because he wasn't appearing to be interested in me the entire day, the entire date. And so I was confused. And he was like, yeah, sure. So we went upside, uh, upstairs. And that was a huge mistake that I'll never forget because it was, it ended up being really bad. So 
yeah. it just goes to show that like this whole I'm keeping you safe by walking home keeping me safe from who other men or you yeah exactly and I mean I've had like experiences like that before I remember I met someone that I thought was just like a friend mm-hmm. for a meal. um and he was like oh um I'll walk you home this is when I lived in my third year house I think um and he was like oh, I'll walk you home and honestly, it wasn't very far. I mean, like, you know, this, like, Lancaster's not very big. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it was, like, April. You know, it was still, like, it was quite light outside. And I said, oh, oh no, it's fine. He, he didn't live near me. And he insisted. And I was just like, okay, well, I guess, like, if you are insisting, and sure. Bear in mind, I was, like, I was 21 at this point as well. So I kind of learned a little bit more. And he was at my door and he was like, that's it. And at this point, I was so dumb and mental. It just turned to like, yes, this is it. Mm-hmm. Good. Go Good for you. Go it's the opposite direction to the way you just walked for 15 minutes. Yeah. Ugh, so scary. And it's, oh, sorry. I had something like that happen to me in Ireland, actually, in Galway. Oh, really? Yeah, I was out with a bunch of girls from my hostel and we were walking home and this attractive italian man like took an interest in me was walking with me and i was like you know you can't come home with me i'm in a hostel i'm in a room full of bunk beds and like we're not allowed to have guests like you can't just come home with me and he was like but i walked all this way with you and i was like i turned to him and at this point i had been traumatized enough (laughs) like this was (laughs) this was in february so i already knew like oh this is not a good situation and i just said you are scaring me get away and i literally just said that to him and he was like shocked by it and then i just ran and caught up with my friends like i was like at this point you're scaring me goodbye yeah and of course he was shocked because it's like we said i can't remember it was this the last episode but like we're so consumed with the idea that we should be polite over our own safety and being palatable and like you know don't be bossy and you know, boys will be boys and all of that bullshit that we get fed like as early as we start getting fed milk as a baby. Mm-hmm. And he's probably not heard many women say, fuck off, you're making me really uncomfortable right now. Yeah. Because to them, it's normal. Their behavior is normal. And it's like, they're not thinking, oh, well, if I go in here and she gets kicked out of a hostel, where's she going to go? Is she going to sleep in the rental car tonight? He does not even have that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not thinking about that. He's thinking, I want to get my end off because I walked with you for like, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. And so, yeah. But if you think that walking, walking is going to impress me. Seriously. It's, just, it's bullshit. And it kind of leads on to the last bit of Megan's story as well, that like she turned him down. Mm-hmm. And then so many, this has happened to everyone. I'm sure this happened to you plenty of times as well. Um, When you say no to a guy and they go nuclear, yeah. But oh well, I don't want to date you anyway. Oh, you're fat. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you obviously did want to date me. You're just pissed off because I bruised your ego because I didn't think you were amazing. Like you obviously think <laughs> you are yourself. Yeah. I thought you were weird. I thought you smelled like piss. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's so scary. I mean, that's that's another reason why women are like polite to a fault is because we're afraid of being hurt if we're not. Yeah. Like and speaking plainly. And that's the thing, like I'm going to try from now on to have my dates in public areas because then I can like feel better saying no and like being like, fuck off because he can't like murder me in front of a room full of people. I mean, he could, but it would like, it's less likely. Yeah. And also on that note, there's this podcast I listen to. If you like true crime podcast, it's called my favorite murder. And the two women who are the hosts, one of their like main catchphrases is fuck politeness. And I think yeah. that is such a good thing to remember in your head. Like, fuck politeness. Like, who gives a shit about this asshole's feelings? Like, yeah. if you're in a safe place to do so and you feel like you're not going to get murdered for saying, like, get away from me, then do it. And I'm going to try to live by that. It reminds me so much, actually. So there's a feminist writer called Mona El Tahawi from Egypt, who is, like, one of my feminist icons. Um, like, her book, Headscarves and Hymens, is... um, it's it's obviously it's about the Middle East, particularly about Egypt. But um, she has another book called The Seven Sins All Girls Must Commit. Um, 
really powerful stuff. I don't agree with her 100% on everything, um, but she's really powerful. She's very, she writes with a scalpel and I love her for that. And she's one of the reasons why I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And in her TED talk, she says blatantly, fuck nice and polite. It's got us nowhere. Yeah. The suffragettes were not nice and polite mm-hmm. when they were committing acts of civil disobedience to get the vote. No, we weren't nice and polite at Stonewall when we said enough is enough. You can you need to stop treating us like we're fucking punching bags. Mm-hmm. You know, even um, you know, the pacifist movements like led by MLK, they weren't being nice and polite, they were still being disobedient. Yeah. They were still being, Fuck your system. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be violence. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes violence is kind of necessary. Like I honestly wish that self-defense classes were taught to all women at least if not everybody in school yeah because if i knew basic self-defense the amount of shit in my life that would not have happened yeah because there's some very bad things that happened to me that if i knew how to protect myself maybe i would have got away maybe i wouldn't have done but at least i would have had the tools to at least try and feel like i could fight back exactly and it's so true. Politeness gets you nowhere. Because, like, fuck that arsehole's feelings. hmm You know, it's like I watch... Um, not watch. I follow this account on Twitter called Intel Pickup Lines. <laughs> and it's just, like... It's what it says in the tin. But when the girls who submit the screenshots reject guys, it's always the same thing. It's like, oh, I was only giving you a chance because no other guy would. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, I don't want you anyway. You're all used up. Um, yeah. You know, they throw the same, like, four or five insults. that like, you're fat, you're a slut, you're ugly, you're a prude, you're a bitch. They throw the same five fucking things at you every single time. And you know what? You can... Every woman, and every woman adjacent person like myself, has heard those things so many times, they have lost all meaning to me. Exactly. Literally, it's like Teflon. It does not stick to me. Mm-hmm. Water off a duck's back. Jinx monsoon. <laughs> so... I think that's a great place to stop our part two of this dating horror stories episode. It kind of turned into a bit of like a feminist like rallying yeah. episode, episode, which I, I love that for us. Come on, girls. <laughs> um. So anyway, we're definitely going to have way more of these dating horror stories. We actually are going to have some guests on the podcast. We're going to have my sister and a couple more in episodes to come um so stay tuned for that also me and adam just have like a plethora of these dating horror stories we and we even like scratch surface exactly and i don't know about you adam but we've we've kind of discussed this we're gonna like save our actual traumatic horror stories for our therapists and just tell you some of the yeah. more like lighthearted, funny crazy ones um so don't worry about that um but feel free to send us your funny, crazy, horrible dating horror stories as well. Because even if we don't post them, we love to read them. And they're most likely going to make it on the episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, guys, so please feel free to check us out. Um, You can rate us on Spotify as well. Follow the podcast so you can let us, you can find out when we post new episodes. Um, you can find us at The Ick Patrol on Instagram. You can contact us there through DMs. You can also email us at the patrol at gmail.com i'm getting very good at that now good job um, Adam. yeah guys don't forget to rate the podcast check us out and if you have any icks any dating horror stories any hot takes about things we've discussed let us know we're really interested to see what you guys have to think yes please do thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time bye honeys bye bye <laughs>